Welcome to the Center in the City podcast. I'm your host, Wade Brill, and during this series, I'll be interviewing various thought leaders, wellness experts, and humans on how they practice sustainable self-care and mindfulness. We'll get real and raw, talk about the light and the shadow side of self-care and mindfulness, and how we can actually stay centered amid the chaos and the hustle and bustle of our modern day world. So settle in and get centered. This podcast episode is brought to you by Centered in the City, a virtual on-demand self-care and mindfulness platform with over 200 different meditations, journaling prompts, nourishing recipes, and Pilates flows, all designed to support you feeling calm, focused, and energized as you live your life in this modern day world. For more information, head on over to centeredinthecity.org and claim your seven-day free trial. Welcome back to the Center in the City podcast. This is the last episode of 2022. Wow, I'm still like finding my feet right here at the end of the year and just in disbelief of how time has flown by. I know that's kind of cliche to say, but it's just like woof. Life happens. Life happens. Time goes by, which is just such a reminder to me of why it's so important to be present and intentional with our time, our energy, our resources, because life does go by in a blink of an eye. And, you know, I really recognize how I want to feel deeply present and connected to it because this is our life to live. You know, we don't know when it will be over. And so why not fully be in it? Even when it's painful and unpleasant, may we fully have the courage to live our lives. And when things are beautiful and pleasant and abundant, may we also have the capacity and ability to receive and embrace and enjoy and savor it and may of course we find that centered space in between where we get to practice equanimity enjoying life even in the mundane in the boring in the neutral moments so may we be present to it all On today's episode, I wanted to share three rituals that I practice at the end of the year and that space between, you know, the holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and New Year. And that space is, I feel like, a really special time for those that don't have to work or for those that are even working, everything tends to be a little slower. The majority of people are out of office, things aren't really getting done, it's just kind of this white space and maybe there are some projects that are pushing ahead to get completion or closure before the end of the year for tax purposes but there's just a slowdown that happens and also if you're in the northern hemisphere it's typically really dark especially if you live in the north side of the United States and the North American continent where it's really dark this time of year And so it invites this sense of going inwards, this sense of slowing down and exploring what's there. You know me, I love introspection. 
any time of the year is a good time for introspection. But I just feel like the winter calls for candles and great music and a cozy blanket and a great journal and pen. So the first ritual that I like to practice is around reflection. And I'll just say actually all of these rituals are around reflection. And I love this John Dewey quote that one of my mentors, Emily Aries, actually shared on her podcast, Boss Up Podcast, that I really loved. And it's, we do not learn from experience. We learn from reflecting on experience. And that quote was just so insightful because it's a reminder that we can't just experience life and think that it just digests inside of us. That it's really about taking the time to reflect on the experience. And when we reflect, that's where we get to take our takeaways and integrate them. Integrate what's helpful, what's forwarding, and decide to leave what's not. So reflection is super key. And some of us don't like reflecting. We like to just get into the action or the doing. Or we're somebody who really loves the experiences and just wants to gobble up as many experiences as possible. Or maybe we're somebody who loves the reflection and just likes to sit in reflection without the doing, the taking the action, or without opening ourselves up to experience. So if we were to imagine this being a Venn diagram of experience, of reflection, of action, it's really that sweet spot in between all of them where we get to create pure integration, where we get to take these experiences of life where we get to reflect and learn about them and then take those learnings and put it into action, put it into some forward movement and momentum. So today we're going to focus on reflection. So the first ritual that I was mentioning is reflecting on the past year because as we close the chapter to 2022, life doesn't magically start over in a new in 2023, right? As the clock strikes midnight on the 31st into the 1st of January, our life doesn't disappear, right? We are still that same person. And I think that fairy tale kind of energy goes out there in the world, which is sometimes really magical to hold on to, but is not really grounded in reality. And so it it's helpful to reflect on our years past to really add some closure, to add some ability of integration so that we can then take our learnings, take what's helpful into the new year to create new opportunities, to create new moments of growth and possibility. So reflecting on the past year, I love to get cozy, light a candle, grab my journal, Typically, I like to do this at home because it feels really spacious and private. I put on one of my Spotify music lists and I'll link some for inspiration if that's helpful. And I answer some prompts. And these prompts I shared with the Centered in the City community on a year in reflection. So I'll share some of them. And if you're interested in getting more of these prompts, feel free to sign up for your seven-day free trial of Center in the City and you can have access to these prompts and many, many, many more prompts for all different types of themes and experiences and topics in life. So one of the just basic prompts is like, what did I learn this last year? 
You know, what did I learn? What ways did I try things? What experiments did I take? What ways did I stretch my comfort zone? Right, so reflecting on what did I learn from this last year? What did I love about 2022? You know, really taking these moments to highlight what did I love about this year? And then it's really also important to think about what are the top three things that I accomplished in 2022 that I want to celebrate myself for. You know, I noticed, I think it was at the end of November, maybe beginning in December, I hit this wall. I was sitting with my meditation group and I noticed I, as I was guiding everybody on a reflection meditation, this sense of grief and not enoughness came up that was based on this story in my head that I didn't accomplish or experience enough. And my rational mind knew that wasn't true, right? But this inner critic voice that we all have was just saying, you know, you didn't do enough. And I really had to, you know, be with that voice with a lot of love and compassion and curiosity And when I sat down to do some journaling a week later, it was really about proving that voice wrong, allowing myself to celebrate and recognize all that I have accomplished because it can be really easy for people like me, high achievers, go-getters, to be in this conversation of not doing enough. And so it's important to take those times to celebrate and to really soak that into the nervous system, to soak that into the mindset and our neural patterning so that we can fully start to see life as we are doing enough. And that's that part of the inner trust that we get to build. So celebrating yourselves. One of the last questions I'll share here Again, there are more questions and prompts on Centered in the City and within this theme of year and reflection. But it's to take a moment, like if you created a power intention of 2022, and if you don't know what that is, I'll tell you in a a moment, or a word of the year, or you had a mantra or some sort of theme for 2022, is taking some time to reflect on it like how did you learn from that word that intention that mantra what ways did it guide you what ways did it support you what thoughts habits beliefs shifted because of it you know what impact do you notice it developed in your life for me in 2022 my power intention so these words or these phrases that guide me was bold and love. And so I reflected on all the ways that I took and experienced this boldness in my words and my actions. I explored ways that I gave and received love, how that really showed up and helped me in interdynamic relationship stuff, especially with my husband. So Reflecting and using your power intention, your word of the year can be really helpful in exploring how you learned, how you grew, how you stretched yourself. The next ritual that I practice 
is with somebody else. It's with my husband and it's called the partner review process. And this is something we've been doing for over five years. So it's a type of ritual that we co-create together. So we find a certain date and time on the calendar. We block off a big chunk of time. This year it took us about five hours. Um, I recommend at least like three to five. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to find those big chunks of time. So maybe you have to split it up in twos. But this is one of my favorite, favorite practices. And I actually think we could be doing this more often than just end of the year. But it is a really helpful practice in us reflecting, co-reflecting on our relationship in the past year, and then also setting some visions and intentions for the next year together. And it's a way for us to stay on the same page. You know, years ago, I was noticing being a life coach and really talking about living your life and designing your life and having visions and exploring what you want in life and what matters and prioritizing yourself, right? All of the things that you hear me talk about on the podcast were things that I was experiencing and wanted to bring into my relationship. And so I developed this process with my husband and tested it on us for years. And I started to get friends and even clients wanting to experience it and have access to it because it's not really something I can just like tell you it's really something you know a system and a flow that you get to work through so I created this partner review process and we really create this chunk of time and space to listen to each other without distractions with you know some light music in the background we lit a candle we have our pieces of paper in front of us and we do this exercise and we talk about it and we have prompts and we listen to each other and reflect back and we practice mindful relational listening and speaking we also get to practice, you know, a lot of nervous system regulation when a partner maybe shares something that's triggering or emotional. So it's it's heavy. It's not sometimes the most pleasant thing, but it feels like our relationship gets this burst of oxygen. It feels like this fire and spark that you have in a partnership or that my husband and I have, you know, get some oxygen, some space to grow and that flame gets reunited and it feels like we are on the same page that we get to prioritize some things together in the new year and grow together. So that process is always something I look forward to and we've created a ritual around it and it's now something my husband also, you know, I think in the beginning it was always like, oh, fine, I'll do this with you, right? Like, I'll, I'll please my wife, but it's now something that we really both look forward to doing. I will also share a link to this partner review process in the show notes if you're interested in checking it out and signing up for the digital course. I only host it for two months during the holidays and into the new year as an opportunity 
to hold this container for people, this accountability to actually do the process, to not just buy something and then let it sit in your email, but to really follow through with it. And I inspire people to make this process their own. Like I'm here just to guide you through a process, give you some resources and tools, and you get to design and take it and make it your own. So I'll link that in the show notes. The third ritual, going back to myself, that I really love doing is designing my power intention for the next year. So to be honest and and transparent, I haven't done that yet as I'm recording this podcast. I'm planning to do it before the 31st, but I like to create this space of reflection as I mentioned, and then also visioning for 2022. And I have this whole process that I share with my Wait a Minute newsletter community. So if you're interested in getting access to this process, sign up at wadebrill.com for free, totally free. You'll get an email on January 1st that will walk you through this process that I'm talking about. And when I do this power intention creation, It's like my soul feels seen. It's like I've heard these messages from the universe that I am wanting to focus on and ground into for the next year. You know, I think in our loud, hectic, busy world, it can be a lot to think about a whole list of resolutions or goals And if they're not tied to this power intention, I feel like they don't hold as much weight or meaning. And it just becomes extra noise. And so creating a power intention through this process that I do, it feels like my soul is being heard and seen. And so then I can really design action steps and goals that are in alignment with this inner voice. I'm feeling aligned so that I can focus and all of the shiny shoulds, you know, I should travel to Japan and I should learn three more languages and then it will be my New Year's resolution to lose 50 pounds or, you know, whatever it is. Those voices soften because I'm connecting to this deeper place of listening And it creates some systems and organization for myself so that I actually can focus on what matters most. And, you know, there's many other parts to this process that um, I do in a workshop in January called the Intention Setting Party, which is where we take our power intentions and we do a lot of mind mapping and journaling and visioning and meditating and creating a series of intentions and goals that are super aligned and clear. And this year, I'm actually doing quarterly accountability with this community as well. So if you're interested in checking that out, I'll link that to the show notes. But going back to creating this power intention, I feel like I get to step into the new year with this sense of clarity and direction. And I don't have to, quote unquote, know where I'm going, you know, as somebody who loves to control and loves to over plan. Again, hello, 
high achievers over here and perfectionist, resting back into my power intention is a place of like guiding. I kind of feel like I can sit in my power intention as if I'm sitting in a boat and allowing myself to flow down this river, having direction, but not feeling like I'm white knuckle gripping to life. So it feels really freeing and empowering. And so I like to do these all kind of in the space between the holidays and New Year's. Sometimes, you know, creating my power intention might get pushed to January 1st or the first week of the new year or sometime in the month, which is totally cool. But this way, it feels like I'm ending 2022, I'm ending the year with a lot of clarity, with celebration, with reflection, with ways to integrate my learning, and then also create space for what's next. And something that I'm practicing this year, meaning bringing into, practicing now and bringing into 2023, and I'm actually integrating it in with the intention setting party as well, is focusing on the rhythms of nature and life, being really connected to the cycles and seasons of life. Because again, as somebody who's such a planner and such a controller, I want to super tight grip it and over action step it. And so I'm really listening to the rhythms of nature to help guide the seeds that get planted with the intentions. And nurturing them like nature does and recognizing that everything has its own time, everything has its own cycle and season and how things can't be rushed. And I would really love them to be rushed because that is the culture in which I live in, which we live in, right? We want something, we want it now. We order food on an app, we want it at our doorstep now. And so really slowing down that reactionary urge to control, to white knuckle, and really resting back into the trust, the cycles, the seasons of life. I would love to hear from you. You know, what are some of your favorite rituals to practice this time of year as we close out one year and step into a new year? How do you offer in some mindful reflection and integration share with us. I want to hear. So let me know via Instagram at one Wade, or you can always send me a note via the contact form at wadebrill.com. And if you're interested in following along on how to create your power intention, I hope you join the email community at wadebrill.com and you'll get these goodies in your inbox on January 1st. If you're interested in checking out the partner review process, that will be linked. And I hope that you take some time for yourself to reflect on this past year with some of the journal prompts I offered today. Wishing you the most healthy and happy new year. May your heart be filled with so much joy. May your cells and your body be so happy and hydrated. May you love abundantly, give and receive that love. And may the inner and the outer work that you do, whatever that is, support the greater world. Thanks so much for being here.